we're going to go into the raw material again. We're at the second half of Law of One, Session 51, received May 13, 1981. We're moving right along. We're in Book 3 now of the original publication of 4. Last time <clears throat> we did the first half of this session. Some pretty deep questions about <clears throat> harvest and in the time of harvest there are always harvesters. So the combination of um, cosmic law, um, mechanical or um, automatic uh, processing where if a person simply does the spiritual work of um, you know, healing and balancing and clearing lower chakra blockages and activating uh, green, blue, indigo, coordinating them all um, with a big view based in love and wisdom, then one would be harvested or harvestable. One will be capable of graduating and um, ascending and um, going with the planet to the next level. And for those who, you know, 3D soul natives who haven't done that, they simply can't. But even in the case of those who are qualified, there is assistance available. And there are many levels of that assistance explained in uh, 52, 51.1. We don't have to go over that again. But uh, the point is that, um, you know, Ross said, uh, in the time of harvest, there are always harvesters. <laughs> and there is some supervision necessary. There is assistance available. Uh, you've got many levels and many helpers. And we have many helpers invisible in invisible planes. Uh, but we've got to avail ourselves of them. Asking, knowing, connecting, um, focusing our seeking. What kind of help do we want? They can't do, they won't do, they can't do self-transformation for us. But they can surely help us uh, open mind to to find what needs to be addressed and help us in the greater self-understanding and self-healing process. So from that, some question about UFO uh, modes of travel between star systems and dimensions. Is a craft necessary, not necessary? Uh, and uh, another question about energy centers, 5105, in terms of the, t the types of blockages, and you could see how complex it is because um, any and all of the seven chakras um, have complex relations with every other chakra and every other sphere of awareness, every other realm of, of consciousness, um, all seven realms of consciousness. And so blockages um, occur between you know, spirit and mind and spirit and body and body and mind, and body and spirit, <clears throat> and, you know, that's uh, the great work, and that's why it takes many, many incarnations normally. So, the new material, um, and then there was some discussion about um, what's necessary at death in 51.6, very, very valuable. Basically, what Ross said, they said, um, <clears throat> the process of physical death is as we have described before, one in which there is aid available, and the only need at death is the releasing of the entity from its body by those around it, and the praising of the process by those who grieve. So there is um, the 
will willingly will willfully um, dropped or one by will is willing to release the person who died or um, let go emotionally maybe I wish he she was alive with me forever but that's not <laughs> the way of this dimension and bodies here uh, are not forever they come and go uh, and then praising of the process but you can see that um, you know without spiritual perspective whatever uh, to whatever degree more or less uh, without spiritual perspective it's very hard to navigate this lifetime uh, and remain in balance and so <clears throat> I think in um, Lao Tzu or Chuang Tzu maybe Lao Tzu Tao Te Ching Chinese Taoist there's a statement Outside the way, very few people find happiness. Uh, way with a capital W or the Tao. Outside um, awareness of you know the laws of cosmic plan and soul evolution, the nature of our being and the purpose of our life, and the ways of um, self transformation. Outside that understanding, very few people um, are happy, are well. Very few people are well outside deep spiritual awareness and understanding and the deeper or the broader that awareness and the deeper the understanding um, the more peace and wellness one may um, one may uncover and reveal um, dissolving obstacles basically dissolving the blockages to living in reality or being well with ourselves as we are so um, it's it's very much um, the, our well-being is very much a product of the expanse, the relative degree of expansion of our awareness of who we are, what we are, and our psychological process also, and the depth of our understanding of what's really important, what good decision is, um, and and trial and error continually. Uh, and, or decision and observing consequence make decision and we observe what you know what's the result was that a good you know was that a good choice well <laughs> let me look at the consequences and then um, it, it helps me understand if that was a good choice am I getting better am I getting worse <laughs> is my life improving is my life degrading this kind of thing uh, <clears throat> and that's um, that type of self inquiry um, is is the way um, of knowing this life and continuing our path and simply mechanical repeating what Ross said um, various perceptions of careful and repeated rituals like the the distortion of Gnosticism as they call it which is really just <clears throat> one one understanding of um, Egyptian or Near Eastern um, mystical traditions uh, 2,000 plus 3,000 years ago and you can still see in many many traditions today that are ritualistic like Tibetan Buddhism or um, many uh, Hindu tradition Hindu lineages where a performance of ritual is assumed to uh, automatically bring transformation regardless of one's attitude that's not quite so not quite attitude and um, 
the degree to which uh, the nature of one's seeking, internal seeking, um, in terms of knowing oneself and um, being free of internal blockage and ignorance, uh, that, that focus uh, is much more important than simply a mechanical uh, performance or careful repeated ritual. So it's very different perspective. So the new material starts at 51.7. Don's question. You spoke at an earlier time of rotational speeds of energy centers. Am I correct in assuming that this is a function of the blockage of the energy center and when the less blocked it is, the higher the speed of rotation, then indicating greater energy in streaming? Uh, he's wondering, is it so? Ross said, you're partially correct. In the first three energy centers, a full unblocking of this energy, meaning of the three centers, will create speeds of rotation. As the entity develops the higher energy centers, meaning four, five, six, seven, however, these centers will then begin to express their nature by forming crystal structures. This is the higher or more balanced form of activation of energy centers, as the space-time nature of this energy is transmuted to the time-space nature of regularization and balancing. So, in terms of the sub-diaphragmatic centers, meaning the chakras below the diaphragm, the physical diaphragm, first and second and third, red, orange, yellow, as they are more unblocked, as they become less blocked, um, there is this experience of increased speed of rotation. So for the first three, that view of less blocked equals higher rotational speed is true. But, Ross saying, as one develops higher centers, uh, green, blue, indigo particularly, they then begin to express their nature or they form crystal structures or there is a stabilized energy regularization um, a, a stable abiding configuration of energy coordination <laughs> that's really what it is it's not like there's some kind of like mineral appearing in my chest or in the back of my spine uh, between the shoulder blades and my neck <laughs> um, <clears throat> crystallized higher chakras I think means a stabilized um, energy field configuration of 456 in their association and uh, coordination with themselves, with, the, with each other, 4, 5, and 6, like the blue-green center, Rahat said, that phrase, meaning 5-4, the 5th chakra, 4th chakra, blue-green center, the two that are, that are you know, the, the heart center and the throat, normally considered two chakras, right? <laughs> Um, may yet be seen as one, or their development and their integration and their coordination uh, uh, leads to a kind of unification. And the essential nature of blue-green or fifth and fourth is as one. Those are the chakras of true mind, the true chakra, you know, the, the true chakras of mind, or true transpersonal mind, is expressed with. Um, crystallization or this increasing maximal development and coordination of uh, green and blue and then six also and that's what I've said that in some way you know uh, the limit to one's knowing in fifth ray 
or capacity to comprehend and and d discern um, and and conceptualize even fifth ray development is many ways dependent on on green right the, the capacity to accept the more you can accept the more you can know and if you can and if we have a lot of trouble accepting fourth ray blockage in fourth ray uh, there's so much we can't accept I don't want that <clears throat> I don't want to see that I don't want to think that I don't want to feel that I don't want it to be that way or this way <laughs> the way it is those limits of of acceptance lead to limits in capacity for comprehension likewise too, the development of sixth ray um, is in my view uh, establishing the the potential expanse of wisdom in terms of view in terms of higher view so like um, realization of the emptiness or in, in, insubstantiality of the sense of self right ego is just a construct ego this concept unworkable just an understanding can't come up from it Ross said about the word ego ego being so-called you know thing but really um, a sense of identity associated with third chakra blockage Ross said and I think that's very true <clears throat> now knowing that experientially <laughs> is a great thing and uh, knowing that experientially to whatever extent I do um, as far as see, seems to me to be uh, related to six chakra activation a penetration to the nature of unity all is one which means identity is universal not defined merely by body mind or personality so self is universal which means the sense of self um, is a is a, a separative uh, concept <laughs> there is an experience of separated self or you know personal me um, but there are other levels of awareness or one may be more aware of one's nature uh, by six chakra activation or contact with intelligent infinity or meditation awakenings uh, and have a very uh, expanded view of what identity is far beyond concepts of self or ego now that's six chakra expansion or six chakra activation that leads to uh, a capacity for greater blu-ray development so in many ways blu-ray as the center between green and indigo right uh, is fed you know the the capacity for wisdom is limited by the degree uh, the, the degree to which we may accept or how un, how unconditionally accepting we really are which is a work in progress for all of us to be you know unlimited <laughs> unconditionally accepting likewise wisdom would be limited or informed by the um, ex by our spiritual awareness um, that has some view of the nature of mind and the nature of self and the nature of phenomena and the nature of multi-dimensional universe and then of course laws of karma and to whatever extent we really have experience of of those things you know not just thinking intellectually but having direct experience of um, the nature of self and the nature of mind and the, the nature of the physical dimension uh, as a screen or as a an image um, an image screen that maybe um, that is illusory um, apparently real but uh, based in energy and based in mind and based in cosmic plan 
So anyway, as uh, green and blue and indigo are further developed, they um, take on a more crystallized, unified, coordinated, regularized, um, strengthened, um, and, you know, sort of perfected nature. That's the idea of crystallization. And so this is also a transmutation, Ross said, of um, energy centers or energy fields um, from space-time to time-space. They're saying higher or more balanced form. This is the higher or more balanced form of activation of higher energy centers. <laughs> or this is how activation looks with higher energy centers, four, five, six, as <clears throat> the space-time nature of the energy, meaning the energetics of fourth and fifth and sixth chakra coming through the physical body in space-time, right? The space-time nature of this energy is in many ways um, manifest by how we express, by the expression of love and wisdom and awareness of unity uh, through body, through, through mouth, through speech, through brain, right? That's uh, a space-time manifestation. As that's transmuted to the time-space nature, um, there's an integration between outer and inner. And that transmuted to the time-space nature of regularization and balancing. So balancing in many ways uh, is not just some kind of vague experience of coming back to balance and I'm feeling okay again, but the balancing of love and wisdom and uh, bringing, you know, knowing love and knowing wisdom, appreciating them equally or comparably or in a balanced way, moment by moment, um, and that leads to this this regularization of energy fields associated with the higher chakras. And Don asks more, which is great. What do you mean by crystal structures? Fifty one eight. Ra gives a long answer about the um, chakra uh, formations or geometry of the seven rays. Ra said each of the energy centers of the physical complex. So we're associating them to physical may be seen to have a distinctive crystalline structure in the more developed entity. Each will be somewhat different, just as in your world no two snowflakes are alike. However, each, meaning each chakra, is regular. The red, and here we're going to start, and I'll just read the whole list and then we'll review. The red energy center often is in the shape of the spoked wheel. The orange energy center is in, in the flower shape, containing three petals. Remember that, three. The yellow center, third ray, again in a rounded shape, many-faceted as a star. The green, four, green energy center, sometimes called the lotus shape, the number of points in, of crystalline structure dependent upon the strength of this center. Five, the blue energy center, capable of having perhaps 100 facets and capable of great flashing brilliance. Six, the indigo center, a more quiet center, which has the basic triangular or three-petaled shape in many, although some adepts who have balanced the lower energies may create more faceted forms. And then seven, the violet energy center is the least variable and is sometimes described in your philosophy, actually Hindu, as thousand-petaled, thousand-petaled lotus, as thousand-petaled, as it is the sum of the mind-body-spirit complex distortion totality. So, interesting answer. Um, in, while, yes, we can say that 
unblocking equals increased speed of rotation for the first three rays. Ra's saying that each of those rays also uh, can be observed to have a distinctive crystalline structure. So there is this increase of rotational speed in the first three rays. Meanwhile, it's also true that in the first three rays, there is uh, each has um, their own distinct crystalline potential or structure or form. It's really, a, I don't know, if it's not a physical structure. It's an energy field pattern. It's an energy field geometry. It's an it's a um, <clears throat> energy processing um, mathematics or um, set of ratios, you know, as associated with cosmic with with, with cosmic geometry <laughs> or um, sacred geometry. It may be said <clears throat> that is unique to each center that would be, could be manifest um, by um, the person who's done that work, who's really cleared the lower, not only cleared, but coordinated the lower three with the higher chakras, the higher four, in, in very particular uh, advanced ways. So each center has its own sort of native um, shape or structure or energy field geometry or mathematics, but they're unique for each person. So each is regular, so they're, you know, unique variation on a theme. Seven themes, or seven chakra um, energy mathematics or geometries then are, take a unique form or uh, have their unique, have their unique variations for each person. So red <clears throat> this is different than the Hindu system. Some there's some correspondence and there's some difference, and I don't have time and we don't have the chance really here to compare, you know, classical uh, Hindu yoga chakra depictions of geometry, shape, and color, and all that with Ra's presentation. However, you can do that on your own, and there, it is interesting. So red first ray, the spoked wheel. Um, uh, perhaps some analogy to the flaming wheel, the wheel of fire, uh, Ezekiel in the Old Testament, and that early account of the UFO, which might have been <laughs> Confederation Yahweh or Orion, some certainly red ray influence. Uh, orange, second ray, flower shape containing three petals, and so you see also indigo, six ray, has basic triangular three-petal shape. So, bang, bing bing, we've got the linkage of that's the two six chakra band. So, we've got a triangular second ray, and we've or three petaled orange flower second ray, and we've got a three petaled indigo um, sixth ray chakra form two. That's the two six bond band, and um development, you know, balanced development of six will will definitely support, um, if one seeks it consciously and, and applies, um, that that six-ray activation can definitely uh, be um, part of the healing work of, of clearing second-ray blockage or awareness of true, true nature, one's true nature, one's true being, as a means to transform um, psychological blockages and emotional conflicts about the sense of self. Psychological blockages 
and emotional conflicts, wrong views, um, distortions in the sense of self, secondary blockage, are very much assisted if one does the intervening work of three, four, five, uh, assisted by six ray activation. Not a one to one, but if one applies with care um, one's greater vision of true nature, self nature, right? true identity, true beingness, applies that awareness which, which develops by six chakra activation applies that to one's wounded personal psychology. Uh, one may heal that psychology. And that can be done in meditation, but one has to direct oneself to that. Third ray, yellow, also rounded like the first as a star. <clears throat> Keep in mind we also have one, three, five, seven, and two, four, six chakra lines. So we already see the connection between two and six being both triangular which is interesting because to me that's a soft line and triangle is a hard shape. Meanwhile, the yellow is rounded like the red is rounded. So there's a funny kind of balancing, right? So first ray, spoke wheel, round. Third ray, many-faceted round star, or something like that. Fifth ray, uh, 100 facets, many facets, great flashing brilliance, Ra doesn't say if that looks like a star, but I think it probably does. Fourth ray, um, which is the basic, which is another basic chakra, right? The basic chakras are one, four, seven. Yeah, the foundational chakra is one. The basic chakras, I believe, are one, four, seven. The uh, hard, what I'm calling the the yang or wisdom over love uh, chakra line. <clears throat> is one three five seven, and the soft or yin or love over wisdom resonant line is two four six. So you can put those, you know, the the theory of uh, chakra relations and chakra lines uh, to the geometries presented here. Four, green center lotus shape, also like seven, uh, considered thousand petaled lotus. So that's bang 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 the connection between fourth ray and seven. Very, very key, actually, four and seven, one, four, seven line. So fourth is also a lotus shape, like seven, number of points crystalline, dependent on the strength. So you see that there's, you know, potential, potential, the chakras have certain potentials, which is far more than we've activated. <clears throat> so there's potential and um, the degree of potential activated by our effort, which would be more or less of its uh, total potential. So the potential for green ray, um, the number of points of that lotus, or the act, you know, the faceting of love, um, which is really, you know, the degree to which one um, really lives unconditional acceptance, moment by moment unconditional acceptance. And in the end, nobody can tell you what that is. In the end, you have to figure it out yourself. What the hell is unconditional acceptance? You got to figure it out. In, in a way, the words are just pointers <clears throat> and no more, because the key is experience, not, not juggling and uh, you know, playing around with concept. The concepts are pointers to lead us towards uh, experience, but practice is needed, right? So study, meditation, and service, or study leading to meditation that is also manifest in service, these are three keys to the work, 
study meditation service. And uh, the purpose of study, in many ways, is to clarify the mind so as to improve meditation and service. So, you know, of the eight noble Eightfold Path, Gautama presented, number one is right view. This is a very big deal, number one is right view. Why is, number, why is right view number one of the eight? Because um, <laughs> if you don't have a map, you'll probably stay lost. And if you do have a clear map, you very well may arrive at, at a wonderful destination. So, uh, the green center, uh, lotus shape like the seventh, and that's the 147 line, I think. Uh, also, how well it's, you know, the, the crystalline structure or its faceting or its um, development of its total potential, you know, being variable depends on each person's uh, work. Blue on the 1357 line, having 100 facets, great flashing brilliance. Indigo, um, also triangular like second and orange, three petaled also. Um, but adepts who balance the lower energies may create more faceted forms. The, the work of indigo ray for adepts is really uh, enormous, or the work of activation of indigo ray, um, or its potential development is really enormous. And so um, <clears throat> that's normally only done you know, in the positive way, which we don't see here on Earth, you see. <laughs> we see a lot of damaged teachers and a lot of damaged students and a lot of wrangling and rankling and argumentation and disagreement. This is not where adepts are. They don't, they're not involved in all that. They've finished all that because they have experience of the universal. They don't need to uh, argue, and they're not confused. But generally, they're not teachers <laughs> in this physical space-time. So, but those fellows, generally many of them are on the upper astral planes. Um, they, cr they work in indigo um, very, in, in very complex, uh, multitudinous ways. And um, that really can only be done um, uh, by, by one who's really put behind them um, all psychological distress and emotional reactivity and um, fear, and old grief, and patterns of anger. All of that's gone for a real adept. Um, <clears throat> violet, finally, seven, least variable, because it really is um, uh, beyond consciousness. It's sometimes described in your philosophy as thousand-petaled lotus. It's the sum of mind-body-spirit complex distortion totality. Uh, it's also the register that indicates the, um, the synthesized or unified um, composite of all seven rays development for the being. So, heavy stuff there. 51.9, Don says, Right now I feel a feeling at the indigo center. If this center were totally activated, not blocked at all, would I then feel nothing there? Ross said, This query, if answered, would infringe upon the law of confusion. It would be infringing on the law of free will, which is the law of confusion, the infringement being the elimination of your confusion uh, and the elimination of your opportunity to do spiritual work, of seeking, to know, to get out of your confusion, which would represent an advance in, you know, in one's spiritual development, 
uh, infringement basically is the deny is the destruction of an opportunity for growth, and so <clears throat> um, infringement on the law of free will really means um, disrespect and a dismissal and a rejection of that person's opportunity in the moment to get themselves out of confusion. Uh, but I think the answer is yes. <laughs> if the if the ch- when chakras are totally activated and not blocked at all, there is no feeling. Because Ra had said that the tingling, as an example, in six-ray forehead area, as example, there are many types, there are many sensations associated with activation. But those sensations associated with activation are associated with unblocking. And in my experience also, uh, as far as I know, uh, as uh, chakras become more developed, there's less felt. There's there's less, there's not many... You know, at higher levels of the path, there's not much fireworks. The fireworks um, are often associ- are mainly associated with unblocking. Fireworks of, you know, stupendous paranormal experience. But <laughs> there's, there's more amazing uh, vision to come, of course, always. <clears throat> so anyway, <clears throat> one can consider one's own spiritual process and this. You see, this really is advanced teaching, okay? <laughs> there are not that many people who really can make good use of this teaching. I mean, this this is, you know, some hokey uh, New Age channeling book, right? Yeah, just another one of those. But actually, this is a presentation of advanced adept <laughs> topics um, for transformation of energy consciousness. And this, this, you know, normally has very little relevance for most folks. Uh, so <laughs> that's the funny thing about the raw material, you know. Th- this is not a UFO conference. <laughs> this is not UFO conference fair, F-A-R-E. This is really uh, 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 the kind of some of the material that goes on in in ashrams um, with adepts. This discussion, um, advanced presentation of this material here. Fifty-one, ten, Don goes back to talking about after death and cosmology and this will be this the last full query of the session Don's question <clears throat> immediately after the death of the physical body you've stated that and I believe I'm correct in saying that the primary activated body is indigo you stated that it's the form maker why is this so can you answer that so indigo body or six chakra energy field Called the form maker, form being both material flesh body as well as um, forms of um, energy field for, for incarnation in fourth and fifth density. Right? Six chakra energy field, <clears throat> form maker body, makes the body of the energy fields associated with incarnation in fourth and fifth density too. And in, in Buddhism, that's associated with what's called um, uh, the form realm. <laughs> Buddhism call, talks about three realms, desire, form, and formless. As far as I know, desire realm is first, second, third density, life. Form realms is fourth and fifth density. Formless realms are sixth and seventh density. Boom. Very simple. Uh, desire for form is what's called desire for becoming. 
its um, desire for experience in body and mind. Uh, we can say the physical body is a form. You can say the astral body is a form. You can say that thoughts are thought forms. Yes, indeed. You can say that um, all energy fields of um, you know fourth dimensional, fifth dimensional physical bodies or you know space-time body, right? Incarnate bodies of fourth and fifth density life also are forms. What's not form <clears throat> is formless. What's formless is really sixth, seventh density consciousness, energy fields, or consciousness uh, and potential. You know, sixth density also is sort of transitional. And so, um, ultimately, mm, the, the birth of form, or form is made by um, the formless. So, what makes form is beyond form, or before form, or without form. Infinity gives rise to finity. Um, the void gives rise to light. The formless realms of six and seven density, in my understanding, where we do have the form maker body, etheric body, six ray body, higher self, the mind of higher self, or the energy field associated with higher self, that level of being, makes form. What form? All form. <laughs> All sub six density form of body, energy fields, and mind, thought form. Uh, and in Buddhism, that's called um, desire for becoming, the desire for um, changed experience of mind. Uh, and later, there's the desire um, for non-becoming, <laughs> or, you know, I just want nothingness. I want uh, dissolution. I want void. I want to be in emptiness, nothingness, formless, uh, zippity doo um, that's very common for meditators. Like, I just want to be in bliss again and again and never leave it. That's called attachment to formless, form, attachment to the formless realms. Anyway, <clears throat> yes, indeed, the uh, indigo ray body or six chakra associated energy field is called form maker. Higher self makes body, right? Body is made by mind. You are dancing thoughts. Why is it so? <laughs> Why is it called indigo? Why is it... Um, why is it that after death, um, the primary activated body is the indigo? That's not exactly so, but the, the indigo ray body, formaker body, is where one dwells, prolonged after death, eventually. Ra said, this is the last full, this will be the last full query of this session of working, and their answer in two paragraphs. The indigo body may be seen to be an analog for intelligent energy. It is, in microcosm, the Logos. The intelligent energy of the mind-body-spirit complex totality draws its existence from intelligent infinity or the Creator. The Creator is to be understood, both in macrocosm and microcosm, to have, as we have said, two natures. Colon. The unpotentiated infinity, which is intelligent, this is all that there is. This doesn't actually show two natures, but we'll explain that. The creator is to be understood, both in macrocosm and microcosm, to have, as we have said, two natures. The unpotentiated infinity, which is intelligent, this is all that there is. And I think they're saying, number two, free will has potentiated both the creator of us all and ourselves as co-creators, 
with intelligent infinity, which has will. This will be, this will <clears throat> may be drawn upon by the indigo or form-making body and its wisdom used to then choose the appropriate locus and type of experience which this co-creator or sub-sub-logos you, you call so carelessly a person will take. <clears throat> this is why most people have not gotten into the third volume. Uh, even the language structure is the, the sentence structure is more difficult than before. So let's try to let me see if I can unpack it a bit. We have some time. So the indigo body, six ray body, can be seen as an analog for intelligent energy. It's basically the microcosm of the logoic macrocosm of of um, the mind that gave birth to the logos, uh, that gave rise to the octave, the seven dimensions. <clears throat> excuse me, as a whole, seven-dimensional octave, can be seen as the form of the Logos, right? You are dancing thoughts. Um, this dancing is the intelligent energy that gave rise to the seven dimensions of the octave That is that comes out of the mind of the Logos. The thought, ultimately you can say, there's the thought of the Logos, to give rise to the octave, the um, intelligent infinity of the logos of the creator before an octave um, is the form maker of the octave. <laughs> intelligent infinity makes the form of intelligent energy, or the light love, which is intelligent energy, uh, <clears throat> makes the the form of the seven dimensions. <laughs> so uh, we've got you know, a kind of holographic situation here. So, indigo body, six-ray body, as an analog for intelligent energy. Analog means a correspondence, in one way we can say it, as a correspondence. It's associated with the capacity to use intelligent energy. And it's here called the, the logos in microcosm. So, um, the each being's own <clears throat> indigo ray body, the, each being, the being, uh, mind, body, spirit, complex, beingness, totality, right? The seven-dimensional self, the three-fold octave self, seven-dimensional sense of self, the evolving identity, the evolving energy consciousness, beingness. Um, uh, <clears throat> has, or us as that being, in, in our six-dimensional energy field, um, there is a microcosmic analogy to the Logos that's ultimately the, the, the source of the octave, um, in that the Logos is the form maker to the octave, as the six-density body is the form maker to um, incarnation in all dimensions below six. So the form of physical body, flesh body, and third density, the forms of mind, in fact, the energy fields um, that are physical flesh body, the energy fields that are associated with thought and consciousness and awareness evolving through the densities, all those energy fields are forms made by the by um, the, the indigo ray body, the six ray, the form maker body. 
So the intelligent energy uh, uh, that is accessed by the six-ray body, um, that intelligent energy or the six-ray body using that makes the form of body, physical body, space-time bodies, mind, uh, consciousness, basically the, the five skandhas. So you can say that the five skandhas form or body in third and fourth and fifth density too. And sensations in those bodies or space-time forms and the, the capacities of perception and the conceptualizations or formulations of thought, fashionings, conceptualization of samskara, fourth skanda, and consciousness itself. These are all forms made by the indigo ray body. Uh, and that form making is um, a microcosmic um, analogy to what the Logos does in making the octave. How about that? So, Ra is saying the intelligent energy, uh, meaning the, the sixth ray, the degree of sixth ray activation, or one's sixth ray activation accessing uh, universal intelligent energy, which is prana, or chi, or ki, um, which is, you know, a source energetic um, that's, that's making the forms of, of all uh, dimensional, lower, you know, lower dimensional formations. That intelligent energy, or, or our capacity of, or usage of intelligent energy, is as the mind-body-spirit complex totality is drawing um, existence from beyond the octave, beyond, from intelligent infinity or the creator. So the creator equals intelligent infinity. That's distinct from the logos, um, which is potentiated intelligent infinity. So first we have um, the creator, the one infinite creator. And Ross says it's to be understood in macro and micro, macro meaning cosmic plan and micro in soul evolution of the seven dimensional self. So in the macrocosm of octaves, and dimensions, and in the microcosm of mind-body-spirit-beingness totality, or the seven-dimensional self, the one infinite creator can be understood as having two natures. We too can be, you know, so in the cosmic view and in the individual entity's evolutionary view, we can say that source has two natures. One is unpotentiated, and the other one is potentiated. <laughs> one is potential, the other one is kinetic. So, the potential is the not yet potentiated or unpotentiated infinity or intelligent infinity, infinity which is intelligent, right? So in the beginning there's just infinity. Then that infinity um, basically um, naturally has awareness and that awareness of infinity or so-called self-awareness of infinity is its intelligence. So um the uh, the one infinite creator before potentiation would be called intelligent infinity in after potentiation when the potential becomes kinetic we have intelligent energy and so this is all that there is meaning unpotentiated infinity or the one infinite creator or intelligent infinity um that is uh, all, allness is the is the creator, which is the source of the logos. The logos, you know, is simply the the 
potentiation of intelligent infinity. You know, so you've got the the galactic logos, then you've got solar sublogoi or solar beings, solar creators, right? You have the galactic creator, solar creator, and the seven-dimensional self as a creator. Okay? So, one infinite creator um, or intelligent infinity before it even creates. <laughs> well, the intelligent infinity before before it's potentiated is this uh, boundless uh, all that there is unpn unpotentiated infinity which is intelligent or uh, unpotentiated intelligent infinity. That then potentiates self potentiates. Um, and Rod said, you know, the creator discerned a concept. The concept was finity or the potential for the experience of non-infinity. <laughs> and that gave rise to the, you know, ultimately um, the octaves. So the potential, the, the potentiation, <laughs> the potentiation of intelligent infinity in the macrocosm and the microcosm um, leads to form making. And um, so uh, we as a sub-sub-logos, right, there's uh, the galactic, the solar, and then the evolving sense of self. This is logos, galactic, sub-logos, solar, sub-sub-logos, higher self, Atman, the um, threefold octave self, right, threefold octave self is the third level of creator or logos. I mean, or the, you know, the third level of logos which is the potentiation of um, the source or the creator, which is unpotentiated or true intelligent infinity. Then, <laughs> then there's the potentiation. Free will has potentiated. So there's a potentiation by free will, right? The first law, the law of free will. That's the first law. Not the only law, but the first law. So by free will, by the freedom willing of the one infinite, for itself, of itself, in itself, um, there is potentiation of um, intelligent infinity, which becomes the, which manifests as intelligent energy. So there's the potentiation of both the creator of us all and ourselves as co-creators or sub sub logoi. So there's potentiation by free will, uh, and that goes to the macrocosm and the micro. And so this is uh, Ra saying free will been potent, has potentiated both for, you know, the, the sub-logos or the galactic to the sub-logos, which is the macrocosm, the creator of us all, and then ourselves as co-creators, meaning the threefold octave self, uh, potentiated with intelligent infinity, which has will. <laughs> so there's the potentiation by will and the potentiation um, by desire. Will is desire. The right use of will is the right use of desire. And um, it's natural, Ross said, the, the proper role for the entity in third density is to experience all things desired, meaning whatever you wish, uh, you may will it. However, <laughs> if you're on the positive path and you don't want to hurt people and hurt yourself, um, better to be careful what you do and say. And um, desires that are infringing and harmful, better to be experienced in mind, and that's a whole other topic. But... Uh, there is this potentiation of intelligent infinity that leads to intelligent energy, uh, and this and that is done by will. So free will by will, <laughs> by freedom by by its own freedom, and uh, 
capacity of will, which is power, right, by the omnipotence of the creator, by its own omnipotence, um, the creator, whether it's sublogo, solar, or higher self making bodies, right, form maker, six chakra body, uh, in any case, by its freedom, which has will, it wills to potentiate itself. And that will to self-potentiate leads to um, the generation of the octaves in the macrocosm and to the generation of uh, the path of evolution or bodies and minds and energy fields for evolution uh, from, from basically second, actually, to sixth density made by the form-maker body or the sixth chakra field of higher self. So this will, meaning the um, intrinsic will of intelligent infinity or the intrinsic will uh, of all there is, you know, the, the space around us has will. <laughs> there is power and will in, in, in um, all manifestation. That will um, may be drawn upon by, so though basically the activation of the indigo body is associated with increased access to will, and increased capacity of will, increased power, power, and so um, empowerment in many ways is six chakra activation. But if the person, uh, but that six chakra activation, you know, um, leading one to become an adept, perhaps um, may also be, you know, used in very destructive ways and very self-harming ways and very negative ways depending on, you know, other chakra conditions, particularly fourth ray green, love. So without, without sufficient heart chakra activation or with long-term lower chakra blockage, either because the person is positively oriented and um, still quite stuck or negatively oriented and voluntarily keeping those blockages, um, the will that is accessed by activation of six chakra um, the potentiation of intelligent infinity to intelligent energy, which can do work, right? The energy is kinetic while the infinity is potential. But that um, activation of six-ray body, that accessing to will, that self-potentiation and uh, use of, of boundless energy, intelligent energy, um, very much depends on intention, and that depends on the development of, of one's being and orientation, and of course, the development of, of the whole seven ray, um, the seven ray spectrum. So this will, meaning the free will or will of intelligent infinity itself, that self potentiates itself into uh, an octave or into um, six ray, you know, into the the manifestation of a higher self or a sense of beingness self in the octave. That will, associated with six ray. Uh, may be drawn upon by the indigo or form-making body um, based on intention <laughs> and its wisdom, the wisdom of that will, then used to choose the appropriate locus and type of experience which this co-creator or sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-logos sub, you call so carelessly a person will take. <laughs> so, um, higher self could be called to sub-sub-logos. The higher self, sub-sub-logos, is also a co-creator as is the solar. Uh, in the after-death process, um, the higher self, uh, 
co-creator or sub sub logos uh, is drawing upon will or power uh, accessed by the indigo ray body, six ray body, form maker body to make the form for the entity's next incarnation to, to determine, choose the appropriate locus and type of experience. Appropriate locus means depend, you know, density origin, density um, destination, destination uh, for uh, further experience, whether it's to repeat their density or to go on to fourth, as an example, or stay on the astral plane or whatever. Um, it's the form maker body with its access to to universal, you know, to to infinite will or power through the indigo ray body, six-ray energy field, that determines, um, you know, that does the preparation for the next incarnation, choosing the body or forming the body in the embryo, you know, as the embryo in the womb. And by that, but that is done after determining, you know, where it should go next for further experience and learning. And Ra is saying um, <laughs> the type, it determines that <clears throat> that will drawn upon by indigo or six-ray body, six-ray energy field, and its wisdom. So there's wi- there's intrinsic wisdom to uh, universal will also. <laughs> Very super esoteric here. But anyway, the higher self chooses where to go next, and by um, indigo ray body, six-ray form maker body, drawing on will and intelligent energy, or intelligent energy, which is will, um, it chooses the next destination and makes the appropriate, you know, dimensional space-time body or energy fields for incarnation, uh, which, you know, the co-creator or higher self, sub-sub-logos or ourselves, which we carelessly call a person. <laughs> you call so carelessly a person. So that's why Ra doesn't use the term person. <clears throat> person is associated with the term personality, or personality and persona, which means mask in Greek. Persona means mask in Greek, as far as I know. And so, the actor's mask is the uh, the sense of um, you know body-oriented, mind-pattern-oriented personality taken as identity, which it isn't. It's simply the mask of God. <laughs> human personality as the mask of God. The mask of God or the mask of the Logos being the seven-dimensional self. <laughs> the seven-dimensional, the threefold seven-dimensional self, right? Mind-body-spirit complex, higher self, seven-dimensional, you know, totality complex, totality source. That threefold octave self in the octave is the mask of the Logos. It's the mask of the one infinite creator. Um... And how much more so a mask is our, you know, very quirky human personality, which we call a person. Uh, how how little we appreciate what we are. How mm, self-limiting our views of self have become. And of course, negative forces, you know, want people to think you're just a flesh, bo- flesh bag body, or you're just an intelligent animal, or you're just a worker or consumer or a citizen or a man or a woman or this or that all that's garbage all of that is a shallow uh those are shallow levels of identity while 
even personality um, is just a mask for the one in in the form of the sense of, of body mind spirit complex so we carelessly uh, identify ourselves as a person as people peeps some stupid people say peeps very you know there's a lot of shitting on people shitting on oneself going on these days so be careful um, carelessly and self depreciatory self depreciatorily oh my god depreciating ourselves uh, devaluing ourselves not realizing uh, what we are who we are you know and that doesn't have to go to grandiosity or narcissism at all definitely not it just uh, you know we need to see clearly but uh, apparent distortions and total perfection um, Ra gave as a, one way of viewing the self we have distortions and yet our true nature you know is one with all so anyway it's a six six chakra working um, or it's working with intelligent infinite intelligent energy that is the kinetic potentiation of intelligent infinity whether it leads to the creation of an octave in seven dimensions or it leads to the um, space-time body forms in third fourth fifth density or maybe six made by the form maker body or six chakra energy field or higher self's capacity as a sub sub logos um, it the transit is from intelligent infinity self-potentiating by will to the generation of um, potentiated intelligent infinity which is intelligent energy which is associated with will which then makes form uh, of body flesh energy fields and even thought consciousness the entirety of the five skandhas i believe are forms made by intelligent energy or by the form making of uh, atman and ultimately by the logos so then <laughs> anybody must people turn off before this time 5111 the end of the session don uh, rock says don says is there anything that we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or to improve the contact <clears throat> and ross says i am well or sorry <laughs> ross says i am raw all is well you are conscientious i leave you now my brothers in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator go forth then rejoicing in the power and the peace of the one infinite creator adonai adonai so thank you Ra thank you Don and Carla and Jim that ends session 51 you can see these sessions are getting deeper and deeper well I think the idea is that um, form comes out of the formless um, the you know matter is made by energy and energy is the formless or invisible it's not really formless but it's you know the invisible to the visible of matter so physical matter comes out of non-physical invisible energy that is non-material and invisible non-material energy which is invisible comes out of mind energy follows thought thought leads energy so the form maker 
energy field or power of higher self, which is essentially formless, uh, gives rise by intention, by specific intention, to the energy fields that give rise to matter. So you've got mind, intention, um, you know, basically consciousness or mind <clears throat> with its intention, giving rise to energy fields that gives rise to matter or, or physical form. So the apparent is born of the invisible. The visible uh, emerges from the invisible. And energy emerges by mind. And mind emerges uh, ultimately um, by, the, by a greater mind. <laughs> the, the birth of mind, of personal mind, of microcosmic mind, consciousness of the entity, the, the seven-dimensional self, that consciousness mind, which is itself energetic, you see, comes out of the mind of the Logos, which itself comes out of the intentionality of the infinite creator, which is intelligent infinity itself. Yeah, good. Yeah, this, this is, it's just going to get deeper and deeper and uh, more, uh, more um, integrated or synthetic in that it's synthesizing, you know, different aspects of the metaphysics like chakras and energy bodies, catalyst and, uh, you know, programming, nature of healing and balance, and then logoic intention, <laughs> you know, and the two paths and the higher dimensions. So this is advanced. Meanwhile, it's great training for the mind. And just like in meditation, you know, in um, mindfulness of breath, anapanasati, mindfulness practice, the first stage being samadhi in Buddhism leading to prajna or uh, concentration, one-pointedness, calm, abiding, focus, uh, leading to insight and awakening and, and realization of what's beyond and what's greater. Um, likewise, that can't be done without lower chakra blockage being cleared, so we can concentrate. So insight comes from that calm mind concentration, but the calm mind concentration um, is is achieved while as we release lower chakra blockage. Likewise, this material, uh, to be able to comprehend it, uh, requires release of lower chakra blockage. And uh, distraction, you know, we have to be beyond distraction or um, allow distraction to arise and pass away, to allow attachment and grasping and emotional process to arise and pass away. So we can even concentrate on hearing the material and then be able to synthesize what we're hearing with what we already know. And then we realize what we don't know, <laughs> as it's difficult to do that. And then if one wants to know more, one has to go back into it again and again. So it's a path. <laughs> Study as path. Very much useful for, um, for development if we, if we realize that um, <clears throat> to be able to learn, to continue this learning, uh, the mind must be calm, one-pointed or focused, or, and stable and quiet and relaxed and receptive, uh, of course. <laughs> and to get to that, we really have to allow the arising and passing away of all that comes in the way, all that interrupts that, all, that, all the restlessness 
and emotional charge and conflict and disturbance in mind, all that has to be allowed to come and go so that we can be quiet and receptive and concentrated and collected and attentive and able to listen and integrate. So it's a piece of work. Anyway, uh, next time we go to session 52. Also, not too long in terms of number of questions, um, simply 13 exchanges. Um, more discussion of galaxy and cosmology. More discussion of um, positive path and adept work. <laughs> Very serious uh, answer at uh, 52.2. Uh, higher dimensional life. Um, and a little bit about wanderers. So it's actually a very nice session, kind of cohesive on positive path and higher dimensional life, a little bit about cosmology, UFOs, and wanderers. Uh, and we're moving right along. So thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it very much. I hope you're all well. See you next time, and good night. <laughs>